This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Normally this hour we have Dr. Kelly Victory, but she is at an appointment today that was not enabling to allow her to be with us today. So it enabled her not to be with us, I should say. So we appreciate Dr. Kelly, though, and she'll be back with us hopefully next week. And uh, nothing major on her end, just uh, had other things going on today, was not able to join us, which we're very, uh, very thankful for the time she gives us on a weekly basis. But we have the legendary Steve House with us anyways, and uh, we'll cover, you know, Steve and I will do this together. Steve, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And as I said a moment ago, I don't know about legendary, though. Oh, no, you're legendary. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay. So, okay. So, several things I want to talk to Steve about today. And for those of you listening, normally we have Dr. Kelly with us. Steve and I are not doctors. There's probably a few things we could get into and talk about when it comes to the things, you know, you, I, and her have covered over the past, you know, two and a half or more years, Steve. But if you've got a specific question for Dr. Kelly, she will not be with us. So, hold those questions until next week. Today, though, Steve, you and I, we can cover some of those things just in general, what's going on. And then you actually threw a you know topic out to me, which I thought would be great, and that is prepping for an uncertain future and why this government is likely to fail. By the way, great topic. Yeah, I know. I mean, it worries me. I mean, on a daily basis, I've got some thought in my mind, some news story comes up where I think to myself, America can't keep going in this direction and survive. I mean, right now in Texas, we have a potential battle between the federal government and the state government, right. which is the last time we've had something this serious was... I believe, in the 1860s. Correct. So, um, you know, those kind of things are, are there by themselves. Obviously, $35 trillion in debt's a problem. Right. Um, you know, what we're doing, our military probably is underprepared for significant conflict. I mean, there's a lot of things, John. Well, and I think to your point, you know, taking some of those maybe last and going in reverse, yeah, militarily speaking, we've had even a drain on just the physical assets that we have. I mean, you know, bullets and missiles and things along those lines, Steve, because of what we've sent over to Ukraine. So, yes, we are definitely, I believe, under understaffed maybe isn't the right word, but we are underprepared for any kind of a large conflict that might come along. In fact, in a time where we should probably be more prepared than we've ever been, we're actually Lacking preparedness. Now, I say that to say this, and this is where I want to get your opinion. We've been in this condition before. In fact, when Donald Trump took over, he did a lot of things to reestablish the military, build the force back up, and so on. Uh, anytime it seems like we have Democrats in office, and I'm not picking anybody, this is historical, you can go look at it. We had Bill Clinton in a rundown of military. We had Obama a rundown of military. It seems like there's this flip-flopping that always goes along 
you know, or goes on in that particular arena. And I don't think I'm wrong in what I just said. I don't think you are. I think that there's there's a culpability even on the Republican side, though, which is, you know, I, I think when you don't explain, for example, people don't really understand what Israel actually needs from us. True. Financially, militarily, they don't really understand what Ukraine needs from us. The reality of it is there's a whole nother level of warfare. I mean, we're shooting down $30,000 drones that are flying in over Syria and Jordan and attacking U.S. troops with $2 million missiles. That's not a fair way to do it. I mean, it's not financially sound, but it's also a technology gap that exists. And then yesterday you had the director of the FBI indicating that the Chinese were prepared to do a hacking uh, warfare against the United States, against our critical infrastructure. Those are things that are just not something I think the U.S. is prepared for. It could actually affect us in ways that even if we were prepared militarily, if we're not prepared in those categories, we're in for it. I mean, we've got real serious challenges. If we lose the power grid, lots and lots of people are not going to survive that. Um, it's interesting you say that. And, you know, my show that I do on Fridays, uh, Ready Radio, uh, we get into a lot of these things, and I'll probably get into a little bit more of this tomorrow and even steal some of the things from you today. And it's interesting, everything you just said. And I, I don't know, I read, listen to Audible, a lot of the quote-unquote, you know, end-of-the-world EMP prepping type books. A, because it's kind of fascinating to me to listen to all the different theories that are out there and some of the fictional stories that can go you know, into some of those. On the same token, Steve, I think there's a lot of things I can learn even by what other people feel may or may not happen. And it's funny when you just said what you said, uh, listening to a book right now called Zero Day Code. And I will tell everybody listening, if you're alone and you're an adult and you can handle a little bit of bad language, it's something to listen to. You're not going to play this with your 10 or 11-year-old, although they may be hearing the same thing at school. Regardless, Steve, it's not something I would want to play around you know, my, my family or my kids. On the same token, there's some pretty interesting things in this book that happen, one of them being exactly what you just said. I'm actually in the part of the book where the Chinese have actually launched what you just said, and they do it in such a way to where it seems kind of innocent at first, and they sort of, you know, run this this virus, if you would, or they start attacking certain forms of infrastructure. But what they've done right now is they have got the entire network of food delivery, not the farmer end of it, but once it reaches the warehouse and goes out from there to the actual grocery stores, they have got all of that down, snarled up. Uh, the country is now going into chaos because, as you know, most most grocery stores have, if there's not a run on them, maybe at best a two- to three-day three supply of food. And if there's a run on it, it's literally hours of food they would have on the shelf. And literally right now the country is in utter chaos because of what you just said and what this book is talking about. Yeah, and there's, I mean, it's one second after it was a great book. Yep. I mean, a scary book. Yeah, I've interviewed him book. numerous times, the author of, and he does yeah. a lot of studying on that. And, and, you know, when you really look at it, um, you know, here's, here's part of the simplistic problem we have. If you shut down the power grid, which is entirely controlled and operated through computer systems and technology, whether that was a solar flare of the kind that's happened before, right. Dennis Quaid's now talking about it in a documentary that he's done. He said it's absolutely inevitable because it happens over and over again over longer periods of time. But, right. you know, even an EMP, now you're talking about, I got food in the store, but I can't get it from the store, right. even the homes, because without electricity, yes, I can run the truck, but refrigerators won't operate. Things like that won't matter. I mean, you'll, you'll end up being yep. hungry, and, and people will die. Large quantities of people will die in every scenario they've ever done yep. wargaming on, because the, the country can only have as many people as you can feed. If you go back in history and look at the way life was in the 1800s, 
right around the turn of the century in 1900, the population of America was about as many people as you can feed. And it always kind of follows that. We continue to be able to produce more and more food over time. So the food and the electricity piece of this can be yep. so devastating on yep. the country. And I think everybody should be responsibly prepared. I mean, at least a little bit in that I agree. regard. I agree. No, in fact, that's what we do on Fridays. For all of you listening, tease that a little bit. Ready Radio from 2 to 3 right here on KLZ. We talk about some of these things and even give some real uh, world examples of things that you could be doing. But, yeah, Steve, to your point, in this book, they're doing ex- they're going through the exact scenario that you did. And it's, it's kind of an interesting book because there's about seven or eight different stories going on at one time and how each – you know, particular family, individual, whatever is being affected by this, all the way to folks that are actually in the NSA and and in that end of things as well, and what they're talking about in regards to the response and so on. And the reality is, and I don't think this book's got it too far off. The reality is, if that actually happened, the Chinese have the ability. And by the way, in this case, it was some Russians that were involved in it as well. So it wasn't just one country. There was a consorted effort going on to actually make all of this this hacking happen. And it affected not only the distribution of food, Steve, but also the electric grid, as you talk about. So you know, now people are trying to figure out, okay, wait a minute. There's no electricity. The food I have in my fridge is actually now starting to spoil. I can't go replace that because there won't be anything on the shelf in the next few hours. Yeah, my car may run in this particular case because it wasn't an EMP strike. It's basically hacking of the grid and hacking of our systems and the way we get our food delivered. So at the end of the day... Uh, you've got electric. You know, you've got your car. You've got the ability to drive around. But the gridlock, the snarl that has happened out of the Steve, makes it to the point where who cares if the car runs? You're still not going anywhere. I know you, you can almost relate it, John. Believe it or not, to what happened in Buffalo a few years ago when they had this massive snowstorm. Cars were stuck on the highway. It didn't matter that they could run. Eventually, people died in those cars. Right. It's not exactly the same as that type of scenario. But if you think about this, what are you going to do for water? Um, how are you going to, to drink? I mean, there's some really common sense things. I really believe that the corruption in our government and the ineffectiveness of the government itself, and, you know, whether it's, you know, $35 trillion in debt that continues or some of the gridlock or even just the way that we approach things where the American people have become secondary to what their mission is. Yeah. They're basically trying to keep their jobs. There are There's so much risk for us. I think the Chinese and the, the Russians or someone else could actually start a civil war inside of America and watch it happen and not, not really be fighting themselves. I can't they disagree with that. Big, and, and, you know, if you, if you really look at any, any other scenario like that, it, it wouldn't be that difficult with social media, with stuff like this happening in Texas and other things, some key shortages, some key, you know, hacking that's done. The next thing you know, you've got Americans fighting Americans. I mean, the world, yeah. Leave the World Behind was a movie that was, Produced by the Obamas, that right. a lot of people have watched recently. Very similar scenario. Right. I think you ought to be prepared yourself for that type of scenario without necessarily going crazy, because a lot of people can't afford to go crazy. Now, in this particular book, they also talk about how the Chinese, which is very easy for them to do, they actually ended up, we all know what the term swatting is if you don't go look it up. And in this particular book, Steve, uh, also that was happening to where certain individuals, because of this hacking that was going on, the Chinese were actually planting swatting uh, how do you want to say it? Swats maybe is the best way to say it. They were actually planting some of these on, on particular individuals, to your point, to be able to just have things in just utter disarray. If the cops are out doing a bunch of these types of maneuvers and all of a sudden there's a major catastrophe, which, by the way, happens at exactly the same time, well, you've got all these resources spread all around. Now it's even made it thinner. And, yeah, that was all part of and this book, of course, was all part of the Chinese plan. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not people don't come up with these ideas. I mean, I, I always I always thought Stephen King came up with stuff that could never happen because his mind was so far out there. But many of these things, like One Second After, like the book you're reading, like some of the other stuff that's going on, these are scenarios that they've wargamed, they've planned out in other scenarios just Agreed. because they're prepared for it. They're not doing gain-of-function research to make it worse. They're basically, yep. you know, like a virus. That What they're doing is they're saying, okay, what would happen if you had to go three days without delivering food anywhere? Right. How long can people go? We know you can only go you know, three or four minutes without air, you can go two or three days without water, and you can go a month without food. It is a serious crisis. When you think about the just-in-time inventory process we use, think about nursing homes and medical facilities without electricity. I mean, it would be catastrophic. Even if it was regionalized, it would be so difficult to solve the problem in a time that wouldn't cause mass casualties. I mean, our friend Dr. Kelly Victory is a mass casualty ER doc. They know that these kind of scenarios would occur, and we would lose hundreds, if not thousands, yep. of people in a, in a very short period of time. And for those of you listening, we talk about it again on Fridays, but what Steve is talking about is you can survive three minutes without air or in icy water. You can survive three hours without shelter in harsh environment, unless it's icy water, of course. You can survive for three days without water if sheltered from a harsh environment. You can survive for three weeks without food if you have water and shelter. So it's that three, the rule of three, I guess they call it, Steve, when it comes to survival, and it applies in in exactly the ways you just mentioned. And, you know, I don't know if you know a guy named Mike Glover. Everyone's Mike Glover. He was, you know, a SEAL, a ranger, if you will. And Mike has done, he did an experiment that was really interesting. He took a truck, a pickup truck an older model truck, like a 1980-type pickup truck. Mm-hmm. He sat in Phoenix, Arizona, or on the southern border of Arizona, actually. He put a, a gas tank inside the back of the pickup truck to carry gas with him, a little bit of food, some you know stuff, water, and things he needed. He drove nonstop from the southern border of Arizona all the way to the northern border of Canada. And the reason he did it was, A, to prove that you know if you were in a very difficult situation, if you thought it through and you made the, pl- the right plans, You can get yourself out of a difficult situation by driving out. Number two, Mike teaches resilience. I mean, he thinks that, you know, our minds and our our children's minds and what we do, we need to be more resilient. When we get into that difficult situation, if you've got to make a trek for three and a half, four hours across snowy ground with reasonable clothing on, most of what's going to happen there is going to be your willingness to make the trip, your toughness in your mind. And I think for those people who are prepared with, you know, they're prepped in a prepper sense with water and filtered straws and the things that they need. That's one thing. But you got to have the right resilience in your mind as well. Agree. Agree. All right. We'll be right back. Steve House with us. Affordable Bunches Mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers now. To be prepared also, that is including today and what's going on, whether that be U.S. first-time home buyers, maybe you've owned a home for a long time, you're looking to make a change, you name it. Kurt can help you with whatever your mortgage needs are. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original asset manager loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. 
Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Over 20 years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS, 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, Dr. Scott Faulkner, and if you're looking for a doctor much like Dr. Kelly that can take care of you on an individual basis, that is Dr. Scott. Give him a call today, 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big-picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com. All right, speaking of all the prepping things that we're going through with Steve House, one of the things that you can do is you can live off the grid if you do it correctly with solar. There's backup generation and so on, and that is a different system than you're typically buying, which is standard solar. But Alan Davis can explain all of that to you. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend, that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they install a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can. But Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve House, who is usually with us on Thursdays, along with Dr. Kelly Victory. She was not able to be with us today, so Steve and I thought we'll take a little change of pace here. And really, Steve, a lot of this does come back down to even what you and I and Dr. Kelly have been talking about for the past three years, and that is even the you know, taking over the health of our own bodies, whether we're going to do the jab or not, you know, what what really happened through COVID, how did you handle things through COVID, could you stay healthy through COVID? I mean, a lot of these things that we talked about 
on the health side, where literally what you're talking about on the prepping side, and that is taking control of things on your own and not relying on government to do it for you, right? Yeah, I mean, if you think about this, you can combine what we talk about normally with Dr. Kelly and what we're talking about is a pathogen, right? So you've got a rumor that there's going to be another pandemic, it's disease X, it's 20% mortality rate. Um, When something like that happens, when there's a 20% mortality rate, you're not going to go outside. I mean, you really are going to lock down yourself because the risk, one in five people dying with a contagious pathogen is a real serious problem. I mean, you will start to see shortages come into play because people are not going to be able to go get what they need. So what do you have at home to survive with? Right. Take it another step, which is contaminated water. I mean, I've spent, you know, I've been going to Africa for years, John, and I mean, there are places there where the water is so contaminated yep. that people can't drink it, and it can happen for a lot of reasons. Well, right. what if you've got contaminated water? I mean, one of the simple things they talk about, and, and they barely talk about it in you know, leave the world behind, but you see it in other scenarios, is the moment that you see there's some sort of major concern on the horizon regarding anything like that, fill your bathtub up with water right? and keep the water yep. there. I mean, you have to find ways to do those kind of things at the very minimum. There's even devices today for all of you listening, and I may get into this a little bit more tomorrow and even put some of these links up on Ready Radio, but the reality is there's even bladders and things like that now, Steve, that you can actually put inside of the tub to whereby that water doesn't even evaporate and it's just as simple as just throwing that thing in putting it under the spout filling it up capping it off and now you've got a nice supply of water that really kind of has a much longer shelf life than you would have of just filling the bathtub of itself so again there are that's the nice thing about today i guess if there's anything steve is there's a lot of individuals that have thought through some of these things now and there's products available that we didn't have even 10 years ago but if you don't have it it's not doing you any good yeah, think about it. I mean, I'll give you my own example, John. I have a very practical approach to this. I keep my car full of gas. Yep. I mean, you know, if it gets yep. to a half tank, I refill it. Yeah, that's right. I have life straws, life straws in my glove compartment, yep. which will filter water 99.99999% in anything you need to drink. I keep a, a 15 below zero sleeping bag in my car in case I run into trouble like Buffalo. I keep, you know, I have a weapon in my car. I've got a machete in my car. I've got things that I can, you know, cut. and. Yep use. I've got other food stuffs in the car. I mean, just simple stuff that you do exactly to make sure that if some catastrophe happens, whether it's just you in an individual situation or it is, you know, an EMT, a nuke, uh, you know, a shutdown of the grid. I mean, there's some way for you to get from where you are right. back to your loved ones right. intact and you don't die because you go three days without water and you have no way of getting any filtered water. Yeah. I, the last book I read was, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I have to go look at it. But this was a particular situation where an EMP hit. Only dad was a traveling uh, IT person. He actually lived in the uh, Baltimore area, but ended up in Missouri on a trip when everything happened. So he had to travel some way, somehow, after everything's done, no cars are running, et cetera. He's got to figure out a way to get from Missouri you know, some thousand plus miles away from Baltimore all the way back home. How do you do that? How do you avoid the big cities? Yeah. And to your point, you know, and, and, and he even talks about, you know, this character talks about it in the book, how, and he was a prepper individual. So at home, he had all these things there, all these different things taken care of. It did end up helping his family. But at the end of the day, he didn't have that with him. And the one thing that he also stated was, you know what? I didn't have the right walking shoes, nor was, nor was I in enough shape to walk a thousand miles. Yeah. And, and that's a real interesting thing because one of the things I added to my portfolio recently was I've got a bicycle, but I went to a more practical bicycle because if I were at home and I had to go get you or go somewhere, 
and there were, I mean, I've got an EMP shield on my car, I do, but, you know, if I didn't have that and I needed to use a bicycle, it's a really good way to go 100 miles in a day. Right. A thousand miles of walking is going to take a long time, yep. but you're right. Just a few practical things. And for anybody who thinks this is crazy, look, we're 250 years old approximately as a democracy. Most of them last about 250 years. We can all see what's going on in the polarization and the divide in the, in the country. The fight politically is one of our greatest weaknesses. I, I listen to the American Security Project. It's something I've been a part of for a while. America's polarized attitude toward each other from a political perspective is our greatest weakness, the greatest threat we have. Something has to change. It yep. isn't going to get better between now and November 5th in the election this year. It's going to get worse. So do yourself a favor and think yeah, through agree. some of the basics. You need. If you need medicine, make sure you have extra medicine. A lot of people will die because they don't have medicine they have access to and they need it. Yep. No, I, and everything you're talking about is, is spot on, Steve. And I think it's – this is what I wanted to get into with you as well, so you led right into it. You know, I think there's a lot of folks out there listening where they think there's – one man, Donald Trump, who, by the way, I'm not against. He's going to be our candidate. I'm very much on his side of the aisle. But I think even he would tell you that there's not one single man, Steve, that can fix this. And in that particular case, as much as I appreciate all he's done for this country and he's done some great things for it, the reality is he's not even able to fix the things you and I are talking about. In fact, when it comes to the polarization side, and by the way, I don't know of a candidate that would bring things together. So the reality is there's not a single person, including Donald Trump, that's going to fix the things that you just talked about. Yeah, in fact, people ask me all the time because I, I still am around politics and a national level and pockets all, the, all, all over the place. And they say, how do you fix the polarization? And the answer is, I don't think anybody knows. I mean, there is a socialist semi-communist, and I'm not labeling them, everybody's not, everybody's a socialist communist, they're just plain socialists in the world, they're capitalists, there's corruption in both socialism and capitalism today, with with a continuation of corruption where the Pentagon loses a trillion dollars, we yep. don't know what happened to it, we're giving hundreds of billions of dollars away to, to other countries, politicians are getting rich, and you know, one of my favorite politicians just got caught buying a stock with inside information, it just, even though he's a Republican, it happens I don't know yep. how you fix this. I don't think we can vote our way out of it. I think there's going to have to be a reckoning of some kind. And I can't disagree with that. And I think that's one of the things that we, as conservatives and, and folks like you and I and a lot of listeners out there, and, and what we actually believe in, what our core values are, I think, Steve, we have to really take a hard look at that. And a lot of the things that you and I are talking about this last 30 minutes apply. I also think there's a risk, and this is where I wanted you to chime in on. You sort of just did a moment ago. I, I feel like there's also a risk where there's certain individuals, and I hear from these people regularly because I get criticized. You know, I get criticized anytime I criticize either a politician or someone on the right or someone from the local GOP or Donald Trump himself. I mean, I feel like at times, you know, we live in a day and age now, Steve, we're even on our side of the aisle. You can't criticize anyone, or now I'm labeled a rhino. I'm labeled a lefty. I mean, I'm labeled somebody that really, as you know, I am not, but that's what I get labeled because you question these things. I know, and, and maybe part of what has to change for us, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody is, instead of being critical of a particular politician, I need to ask that politician to do something specific, which is, Listen, you know, right now we've got a big debt problem. You know, I'm not going to be critical if you if you sign an omnibus bill that's way out of control. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. Why would you do this, given the circumstance? You know it's leading us down a path 
that is not sustainable, that is going to hurt the country, that probably destroys us. We have to start asking them questions. But with all the money in politics, with you know just the sheer yeah. power that exists in politics, how could anyone vote against Mayorkas' impeachment? How could anyone not see that he has failed to uphold a very clear set of laws? I agree. But yet they do. I, I mean, agree. it's a 50-50 split on this guy. I agree. No, and, I, and, I and, both, you're, and you're correct. And it's, it's it, to your point, you know, I think it's fair, A, to not only ask the question of that politician, but then depending upon the answer you get back, you know, Scripture talks about, Steve, iron sharpens iron. There's, in my opinion, even Donald Trump himself, there's nothing wrong with individuals, especially those of us that have a microphone in front of us, to ask some of those pertinent questions, even on an open manner, in an open mic, if you would. And if people can't handle that, I, Steve, I don't know what to tell them. I'm not going to apologize for asking some of those questions. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. In fact, one question we all have to ask that goes along that lines, and, and this is a Republican asking this about something they heard about a Democrat, based on what we just saw with Roger Stone and a fake video, because AI and deep fake videos are a real thing. Yep. Before you criticize anybody in any level of leadership, political or otherwise, you have to ask the question, do we know what we saw is real? Because there's so many things that are happening that are not real in an effort, probably Chinese TikTok, some of these other things that are happening. When you can create a video that looks like Roger was guilty and that video, AI itself says the video is fake. When you can do that and have it look so real, those are seeds that yep. sow discontent right. at a level the country comes apart. And by the and, and to your point, I think the other thing that we have to be careful of on our side, and there's a lot of conspiracies and We've probably even been labeled that some through all of COVID and the, and the things even you and I started talking about all the way back in uh, March of 2020. We were not crazy. We weren't conspiracy theorists at all. Most of, if, I shouldn't say most, all of what we talked and, talked about and predicted, Steve, unfortunately actually came true. I wish it hadn't, but it actually did. But yet our side has a tendency, and I'm just going to say this, we have a tendency, because I'm seeing it, we have a tendency to buy into things that frankly just aren't true. And I think sometimes, Steve, some of those things may very well be planted by the very folks that you and I are talking about, again, to seed that discord, if you would, to where they know that, oh, this this branch is going to run off with this, and this is exactly the direction they're going to head. And I think we have to be really careful in what are we believing in, what proof is there behind it. I, I mean, Steve, when did you ever think that a flat-earth movement would gain the traction that it's gained. I mean, I've, I've seen people all over social media that claim to be great, solid Christians, and will even, will even quote Scripture verses along the lines of why the earth is flat. And Steve, these people are absolute wackadoodles, and it doesn't make us look very good, you and I, being on the same side of the aisle they're on. I know, and what you could come back to, in my opinion, John, is that when you have moral degradation, and we've had a long, you know, multi-decade moral degradation process going on when you don't stand for something you're likely to fall for anything and i think the standing for something part is you have to have principles you have to have you know ways that you're going to treat other people even if their opinion is different you need to understand why people believe what they believe agree in the absence of that anything that looks like it's interesting to you that you can put some passion behind because you're not putting it behind moral code that is you know, important, and I'm not the arbiter of moral code. I just think that yeah, no, yeah neither am I. Speaking, I. I understand what you're lost, saying. We've lost that connection, and then because of that, people are falling for all kinds of stuff. And ultimately, that's where the seeds come from 
enemies of the state, enemies from other countries can bring America down without ever firing a shot in our country. We'll do it to ourselves. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think, again, what, what you're saying is very, very true. We, we have to be extremely careful of what are these things that we're following, what do we believe, and how much proof is behind any things that I do here daily because I have to come on air and talk about it and be very, very careful about the things that I even repeat, even after a major event may happen, a shooting or something along those lines. You know, we, Charlie you know, established a rule with me years ago to where you know, we wait X amount of days or hours before we talk about anything because lots of things will change as that news starts to develop. You know that, I know that, and yet there's folks on our side that will immediately, five minutes after an event happens, you know, just, just get on the rampage about something that, quite frankly, Steve, may not be true. I know. It's, it, is, it is just this complete confusing narrative that goes on from so many different sources. And I'll throw a subject at you that I think is yet to rear itself into an even more stressful situation. And I'm going to throw it at you from a perspective you might not think, and that is the term reparations. Um, there is lots of states that are pushing toward reparations for those who are have a lineage back to slavery. The one question that's not being asked is, is it why is it that when the country of Ukraine declares that they're at war with Russia, we will pass the ability to take care of them with hundreds of billions of dollars in an instant, but we won't go back and look at our own society and say, you know what, we do crappy education there. We don't help people in this situation. We had Maui fires, we gave people 750 bucks. I think that every citizen in this country has the right, including those who are seeking reparations. I don't think that giving people money in that setting is the right thing. I think right. Alternatives, which is just build good schools and do some things that allow people to raise up. Why is it we never ask what's right for our own citizens right after we are sending money to countries all over the world because we want to be their allies and defend them? And I don't know why we don't ask that question. And I can relate to that in, you know, I was in Arizona this last weekend, went down to the auction while I was there. It happened to end up because of traffic out on one of the Indian reservations, and I'm driving around, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, time out. If this is what reparations look like, and you know where I'm going with this, um, is it just because we can throw money at something we now think we have the fix? Because I can tell you what, driving around those reservations, that's not the case. No. I mean, in fact, if you could throw money at something, healthcare would be, we'd all be as healthy as any country in the world because we spend more money on healthcare and more money on defense than the next 10 or 15 countries combined. If it was about money, we'd already have solved the problem. Correct. It's not about that. It's about incentive and infrastructure and developing things that we know provide people with the type of opportunity that they really need, whether that's taking care of themselves and being healthier, as we've seen in the pandemic, we have real problems in our own status of health, or it is how we defend ourselves and how we take care of our communities and educate people. Which, by the way, is the opposite belief of the people that are even trying to push for the reparations in the first place, because all they want, to your point earlier, is literally a handout. They don't want a hand up. In my belief is those those individuals that really want to keep their thumb on things, you know, that communist Marxist movement, if you would, the best way they stay in charge is it's the golden rule, Steve, the guy with the gold rules. And they know that. And that's that's why you don't see some of the things happening that you just mentioned a moment ago. I know. I think I think in retrospect, if we'd have gone back about 30, 40, 50, even 100 years and the hand up had actually worked because the hand up wasn't about a disincentive to actually stand up and do what you needed to do. I mean, there was so much disincentive in the 
theoretical hand up structures of this country and social programs. Yep. That those programs were not a hand up. They were a yep. let me put your hand down, stop asking. Oh, and you look at Lyndon B. Johnson, I mean that that was probably one of the biggest ones that did exactly what you just talked about. I mean, I can go further back, of course, but literally even in our lifetime we've seen it over and over and over again. I know. If you, you know what? Why not give, you and I and Kelly have talked about vitamin D, why not give everybody, deliver vitamin D to every household in America, and if you take it and your vitamin D scores rise to a level where you've got a healthier immune system, you can have some incentive for that. I mean, that's simple, stupid stuff, but it actually matters. Yeah, but and we won't do are, that we because do we're, we're more worried, I hate to say it this way, Steve, we're more worried about sending you a free COVID kit. I know. I know. We want you to. We want you to figure out that you are sick. Well, I think you probably already know that. Yeah. Because you're rather and, rather than sending you some vitamin D tablets, we'd rather send you the test to determine what you already know. Right. I want to confirm that you're sick. I don't want to stop you from being sick. Yeah. Which, at the end and of the day, the as we've talked to you know Kelly many many times, especially now, who cares if you have COVID or not? It really doesn't even make any difference now. I know. There's. There's a department in the federal government right now, I just heard this today, that they're telling applicants to say on their application that they're not very good at, this is the Federal Aviation Commission, or, or a, a, a agency. FAA, yeah. The FAA is telling people who are applying for jobs and FAA jobs, put on there that you didn't do well in science. And you say, well, why, why would you put down that you didn't do well in science? Because it, it actually divides you among lines on, in almost in a racial sense, right? It, it, it divides yeah. the groups that they're going to hire and they're going to get preferential treatment who don't know much about science. Well, why would you do that? Why, why would that have anything I to do know. with who you hire in a safety position? They're trying to even yep. or, or create equal outcomes when they yep. need to do better with equal opportunity, That's right. and they just don't get it. Great segue. We'll come right back. Steve House with us. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And I know I say this a lot, but really, if you have a plumbing need, a problem, and you just don't know where to call, who to turn to, Hi-Fi Plumbing is the place to call. They've got a membership as well that gets you priority appointments. You can ask about that as well, and there's a discount for you as a member. Talk to Hi-Fi today. Give them a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Membership with Hi-Fi Plumbing means you won't be left in the cold. There were thousands of emergency plumbing calls due to frozen pipes during the last freeze. Ultra-affordable membership with High Five Plumbing means that you get priority scheduling in an emergency. It also means that you get discounted pricing on any service and allows you to be proactive to prevent freezing pipes in your home. High Five will perform annual inspections on your plumbing to ensure that you're prepared for all seasons. And as a member, you won't ever pay service fees. High Five also offers a free annual water heater inspection as part of a membership that will breathe life into your plumbing equipment so that it lasts longer. High Five memberships will save you money and keep your home prepared. Call High Five for this by going to klzradio.com slash plumbing and join the club. I clog my toilet one too many times. All right, don't forget also, as you plan for the future, uh, Golden Eagle Financial should be a key to that. Al's got a seminar coming up next Saturday, February the 10th. Give him a call. Get registered for that. Find him at klzradio.com. You need Al Smith's strategy to help you maximize your retirement savings. Your grandparents' retirement was simpler than yours, and years ago, companies managed pensions for employees, and there wasn't much for the retiree to decide. 
things have changed. And now it's much more important for you to use a carefully thought out market strategy. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial helps you make the right calls at the right time to maximize your retirement in this new reality. Al helps you by minimizing tax liability, protecting against inflation, and using specialized tools to stay prepared. He doesn't just use an investing program and set it and forget it. He learns all about you, your goals, and your needs, and Al develops a customized strategy. Don't be passive about your retirement. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com money to start strategizing today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, cold weather is on its way this weekend. Make sure you're prepared. Call Cub Creek today if you have any kind of an issue with your furnace. They'd love to take they'd love to take care of you and your furnace. Find them at klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC membership is the key to being ready for the next wave of freezing temps. You're busy 24-7, and it's tough to keep up with regular maintenance on your furnace. Cub Creek membership will take that off your plate so you don't have to worry about changing filters or inspecting electronics. Being a member also means that if something does go wrong, you've got priority service with them, which is hugely important during cold snaps when calls and wait times increase. Cub Creek keeps track of warranties, recalls, and manufacturer best practices so you don't have to, adding years of life to your system and preventing costly accidents. If you do need service, you'll also enjoy discounts and other perks that will pay for themselves if you experience problems. Annual memberships start as low as $20 per month billed annually. So become a member today at klzradio.com slash HVAC and call Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC today. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. And we are back. Steve House with us, of course. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Steve, question for you. And this is a little bit maybe off topic, but I think we could sort of uh, end here and dovetail back into some of the things that we've already discussed. And that is watching some of what Trump has to go through with all of his legal, and it really is utter nonsense. I firmly believe that they, you know, the left, has wanted Donald Trump to be their candidate all along. I think they've done a very good job of making that happen. Uh, he will end up being our candidate when it's all said and done. In turn, because of all of the things that they have done to, quote-unquote, uh, increase the rage on our side to even make him more popular, which they've done, they're also at the same time draining the coffers, if you would, because every one of these battles, whether it's right, wrong, or otherwise, is still costing him money and draining money out of him on a regular basis, therefore making it harder and harder for him to spend money in the areas he should, i.e. on the campaign trail. What are your thoughts along those lines, and am I right? You are right, and, and of course, obviously, you saw a law get changed in New York just so that E. Jean Carroll could actually sue him. Right. Um, she was not allowed to do that prior to that law change, and of course, there was a lot of fudging and factors that went into, you know, how that actual case went down. But I think there's another agenda here that you didn't mention I think you're going to resonate with, which is if you can take a guy like Donald Trump and you can change the rules and you can chase him around from courtroom to courtroom and you can cost him millions of dollars, and then you can take a whole bunch of people who probably should have been held accountable from Anthony Fauci to Hillary Clinton and 
the 33,000 yep. emails and all those things, right? Essentially, I think where we've gotten with politics today and what's happening in the fourth arm of government and the DOJ and everything else, people are saying to us, look, John, you and Steve are citizens of the United States. People in this Washington bureaucracy can decide who gets off and who doesn't get off on any crime we want. And there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You can't, you can't tell us to hold somebody accountable. Though lots of people will never be held accountable because there's this thing from the 1947 Patriot Act which said, um, for national security reasons. So they'll say justice in this case could not be done for national security reasons. Uh, a, a case cannot be tried for national security reasons. They use it all the time. And my concern is, is the average American watching this is saying to themselves, my vote's not going to matter much. They've cheated in the voting system. We know Dominion's been hacked and other things. Number two, no justice will be given unless they decide it's somebody that they want to bring to justice, which generally speaking is people who walked in a building on January 6th and walked out, a guy like Donald Trump, they don't want to be president. They'll try to give him justice. I mean, there's a woman who prayed outside of a Planned Parenthood silently to herself yep. on a sidewalk, never spoke to anybody. She's going to spend a year in jail. Yep. When you can do that kind of thing, what chance do you and I have of living in a country where we can have an impact on how we're led? And is it we the people anymore? I don't think so. It's we, the Washington bureaucracy, and what they decide. No, I, I can't argue that. And you have to wonder, and several of you know, several people have asked, you know, you, I, and Dr. Kelly over the years, you know, how you know, Dr. Kelly, of course, has come under a ton of scrutiny, way more than what even you and I have. But you have to even ask yeah. yourself, at what point in time do folks like us even lose our mouthpiece? I know. I mean, I think that it's at risk in a continuous basis. The only reason why all of those guys, from Pierre Corey to her to you know the great cardiologists of the world who who were part of this and. You know, the guys from Johns Hopkins and all those guys, Marty, those guys survived, even though they, they wanted to throw them in jail. They denied them ivermectin as, right. as a cure. Right. They did all those things because they wanted to be able to say to us, you don't matter. It is we in government who right. matter. Right. And, and if you can discourage people to that level, I think you'll see voting numbers go down again. I think you'll see people just disengage and say, what hope do I have of ever getting a fair shake? with this going on. Do you feel like the only reason why a lot of those folks you just mentioned didn't end up really totally thrown under the bus is because as time went by and they stood their ground and even folks like us on air, and it wasn't just us on air, there were all all sorts of other individuals like us doing the same thing. Do you think, and and also because the fact that what we were predicting even then and them actually came true, in other words, what we were saying, what they were saying, in fact, ended up being proven true. In fact, now you've got even the CDC talking about ivermectin in a completely different way than they were two and a half years ago. Do you feel that's why they were able to actually make it this far? Well, I think that's true. I think part of the credit is just the simple fact that guys like you and your radio station, you know, iHeart and those guys said, I don't care what the social media guys do. I don't care what the government demands of us. I don't care what the state's you know, edict toward doctors. We're going to continue to talk about the truth from our point of view. I mean, it's like you know, being behind enemy lines and a radio station pops up where, you know, the truth is being told so that people can get the truth. Mm. Media and media's impact on what happens in this world is so significant, so much more significant. I mean, you saw the Facebook, you know, hearings the other day in Congress and how many people died. I mean, what you do and what the media people around you do 
is so valuable because you give another point of view. You answer tough questions. It's not just a one-way deal. You will answer tough questions. You have an open mind enough to hear somebody and give them an opinion honestly based on what's happening. That shows through. Real people with real character get it, John. And if you guys weren't doing that, if they'd have been able to shut you all down, none of us would have survived it. And and I feel, I'm glad you said all that. I'm fortunate to be on a station with a group of owners, a owner, I should say, uh, but, you know, his son's starting to take over as well. But really with an ownership group that believes everything you just said to the nth degree. I, I mean, this is an ownership group outside of even some of the others that are out there that did similar things. But I'll tell you what, Steve, our ownership group, they're not going to shut anything down. I mean, you'd have to come in here and cuff and stuff us to make that happen because that's how hard they believe in this. Well, thankfully, we're not at the point where they can cuff and stuff you because I think if things continue to go the way they are where you have – even the WHO suggesting that misinformation is unhealthy. Right. Who's the arbiter of the truth? I mean, that's where we really run into serious problems because Anthony Fauci, for all the things they did wrong, for the gain-of-function piece alone, for Peter Daszak and Echo Health Alliance, those guys should be answering in a courtroom for Agreed. their actions. Agree. And yet they're doing it again. We know they're doing it yeah. again. No, that's right. Warning us of a of another pandemic. Well, and as we'll close with this, you know, we talked about some things that we went back and forth with this week, where even you know I was saying from the get go, and I think you were an agreement with me. It's like, okay, at what point did COVID stop in its development phase? It got released. Was it on purpose? Was it on accident? I don't think any of us will ever know the real answer to that, Steve. But were they on their way to actually designing that to affect certain? DNA, certain individuals, certain people's groups, if you would, in a particular manner. I have felt that way all along. Well, now there's some talk that this quote-unquote next one that comes out will very much be along those same lines, and it actually, in fact, will target certain, you know, you know, certain DNA, certain genes, if you would, in certain individuals. That's not far off of what we've been saying all along. Well, in fact, an envelope called an mRNA going into a cell and dropping in a spike protein may, in fact, be a precursor True. that sets up whatever they're doing. Good point. I mean, there's no question in my mind. They know exactly what mRNA does to a cell. They know it allows DNA into that cell. They know that they had bad DNA in some of the vaccines that have caused part of the problem. But does that mean they're designing, doing gain of function on the next level to take into account mRNA that's in people's system already? And by the way, that was from a uh, Defense Department report that warns that future pandemics will target specific uh, genomes and races. So, Steve, this is coming from our own Defense Department. This isn't you and I on KLZ saying this. No. In fact, why is the CIA, why is the NSA, why are they buying Hmm. our audio files, our our phone calls? Partly because the more you can segment a population— You can segment them based on their opinion. You can segment them based on genetics. You can do a lot of things. You can actually control the evolution of a society if you can use Hmm. propaganda and clinical pathological tools to stop people from being who they want to be. Good point. I'll leave it at that. Steve, as always, I appreciate you. Thanks for taking an hour out of your day for us. My pleasure, John. Anytime. You bet. Have a great night. Appreciate you very much. And great guy. I love Steve dearly. Good friend of mine and uh, near and dear. And I appreciate all his words of wisdom. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Now, 
Your last day for the discount was yesterday. I don't have in front of me what the new discount structure is for windows and doors going into February, but I can tell you enough about Dave to know if you still want to get that 45% off deal on windows and or on your doors, I should say 40% off windows, call him. I'm sure he'll still honor that. 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors simplifies and streamlines your new window installation. They will alleviate the scheduling issues of a multi-window installation by completing the entire process for you typically within two days. And veteran windows and doors follow stricter installation guidelines than what is required in the industry because that is their business model. To do right by you, the customer, veteran makes sure every window is properly flashed, insulated, and sealed so you can be 100% confident in a job done right every time. Veterans Crew consists of vetted, trusted, and insured technicians, so you know you will always be in good hands. They also offer a five-year installation guarantee. This month, they will take 40% off both product and installation when you buy eight or more windows. Start saving today by going to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. All right, Bruce Simmons is next, and do you know a reverse mortgage, when you have one, it's like a line of credit. And if you want to know more how that works, give Bruce a call today. Find him at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage can make sense for you if you are properly prepared. KLZ's reverse mortgage professor, Bruce Simmons, can help make sure you are ready. Many things you do not need to do first, like paying your bills off first or making certain repairs. And sometimes you will need to shore up some things on the home title or a repair that Bruce knows will be needed for the appraisal. The point is you can be prepared for a reverse mortgage and move now rather than waiting. In an interest rate increasing environment, acting quicker rather than later puts more money in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage, is an equal housing lender. All right, KNR Home Transitions is next. Again, take the stress out of buying and selling a home and end up with individuals, realtors on your side of the fence that really are looking out for your best interest all along the way. 720-437-8210. You're worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of KNR Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Kat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. 
All right, great hour with Steve. I appreciate him greatly. I can squeeze in, I believe, the question of the day, which I have not had a chance to get to. Yesterday's impossible question of the day, besides memory loss, signs of dementia will also manifest in this part of the body. Name the part, the pupil of the eye. Telltale signs of Alzheimer's disease is memory loss, but dementia also manifests itself in your eyes. In a 2019 study published in the journal, of neurobiology of aging. So there's all sorts of things. We've actually got a link up there when it comes to that question of the day. I would encourage you all to read that. Today's impossible question of the day. Name the two words that morphed into the word okay. Name the two words that morphed into the word okay. And there's no way I would ever gotten this one. Charlie, any thoughts on that one at all? He says no. So there you go. All right, folks, that's it for this first hour. We've got two more hours coming your way. If you missed any of this or you'd like to pass along some of what we talked about today to someone else, you can always go to the website, rushtoreason.com. You can look in the show notes section. You can find this particular hour and send that on to someone you may want to have here this hour. We'll be right back. Hour two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.